0: All right. Before we get started in today's episode, we wanted to give a shout out to our patrons over at Patreon, and uh, let let's just say that they're they're out there doing uh, doing the hard work. They're keeping the lights on for us here. Yes. Uh, all we're doing is producing content. So uh, that is Eric Sari, Andy Herbrand, and Lauren L. Thank you again so much for your continued support. If you want to learn more about Patreon, please go over to our website, WisconsinDrunkenHistory.com. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sari. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass
1: music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show.
0: All right. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of your favorite Wisconsin Drunken History podcast, Wisconsin Drunken History. Hey, whoa. (laughs) We are your weekly dose of the Dairy State. We, of course, are your hosts, as always. I am Eric. And I'm Russ. And uh, today we are talking about an important person in Milwaukee's early history. Uh, That is Increase Alan Lapham. Uh, the, the last name for uh, anybody who's visited Milwaukee may look pretty familiar as there is a road and exit right off oh, the yeah. highway. You know that one. Um, that you use in fact uh, to, to go by State Fair uh, Meyer Park or whatever. Uh, so you may have heard that before. And uh, we are also featuring amazing Wisconsin music today from Sons of Leroy. We have another beverage review. We have another edition, installment of the infamous How Many locals You At? And as always, a great interview with Montello Brewing Company. Awesome. This is just so another cool. one of those ones that stacks on to yeah, our yeah. great interviews, you know. Uh, so... As we've sort of uh, uh, you know, talked about at the top of the show, you heard about our, patri- our Patreon uh, and the patrons that help support, uh, you can do your uh, kind of end of the bargain uh, simply by listening and also by going and uh, rating, liking, subscribing, uh, reviewing us on Apple Podcasts and that sort of stuff, uh, as well as checking out uh, the Patreon itself. Uh, you can find most of these things by just visiting our website directly, Uh Links to most of that stuff is right there. Uh, just, uh, hey, tell a friend, too. I mean, if, if that's what you... Uh, if that's the easiest thing for you to do, it's cool. Um, and, and thank you for your continued support and uh, listenership. Um, oh hey, and our our T public, it's getting hot out there, and we've got tank tops.
1: Oh yeah, we so, get some pretty sick tanks. I mean, I'm absolutely. not gonna lie, like you look a little trailery. Helps out with the guns out, though, yeah. you know, and you feel better in the season. I, so yeah, rock I, them, right? I mean, not cares?
0: Yeah, I don't pull off a tank top, but I know there's plenty of you out there that can. You can rock tank tops and thong-toed sandals. That's not something I can get away with. Uh, <laughs> I am just not good enough at life to do it. So, hey, let's jump in. Uh, let's learn a little bit more about Increase Alan Lapham.
1: Yeah, so Increase Allen Lap- Lapham was born uh, Alan Lapham in Palmyra, not Wisconsin, by the way, okay. not, the, not the little shit bag town. Yeah, we're then, talking about Paul A lot York, of tank right? tops in that town. There might be a lot of tank tops, right? Yeah. There's there's some muscles, there's some guns out, some Camaros running down the road. You know the huge. And on March, he was born on March 7th of 1811, the fifth of 13 children. His parents were Quakers, so attending school was out of the budget for his large family. His father, being a canal contractor, employed Lapham to be a general laborer on the canal construction crews. He was always working from day one, and when he was 13 years old, he was even employed as a stonecutter for Lock Gates in Lockport, New York. This would be something he would settle for and became naturally curious, and he was also intelligent, and he was also great at sketching and drawing. He would draw topographic maps to a T, as well as selling drawings to the lock to sell to the townspeople. This is all without any formal drawing lessons, just, just a note. Right, right. right. And due to all of this drawing experience, he would eventually drop the plans at only 17 for the canal that was to be built in Shippingsport, Kentucky, which is pretty impressive, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, at 17 years old, I mean, it's incredible that, uh, first of all, he has this uh, uh, sort of self-taught skill of drawing, but then to uh, draw up and sketch such an important document, such as, uh, you know, basically the blueprints to what is going to be a canal.
1: Yeah, and due to the skill highly needed, he quickly went from labor to engineer and surveyor. And during the 1830s, he even drafted up many other canals. One of the notable ones is the Ohio Canal in 1835 and was appointed the deputy surveyor of Franklin County, Ohio. Specifically,
0: That's nuts. As
1: a kid, I mean, it's incredible. In 1836, an invitation from former employer Byron Kilbourne, which you might recognize Kilbourne, right? Kilbourne Avenue, yeah. if anyone from Milwaukee knows this one, would lead Lapham to land in Milwaukee. For folks in Milwaukee, obviously these names are familiar. Uh, Byron was a boss of Lapham, and one of the one of his canal projects from Miami Canal, which is in Miami, Florida, right? Yeah. And Kilborns who saw much potential here in Wisconsin due to the Milwaukee and Rock River, these would allow Milwaukee to go from a small settlement to a large city. He would accept the offer and come to Milwaukee on July 1st of 1836. And though the canal was never built, he, and he met his wife, Ann Maria Alcott, and they would decide to stay in the Milwaukee area. Sure. And during his time in Milwaukee, he was one of the people who would assist Milwaukee to become the large city we all know and today. He was appointed deputy surveyor for the Wisconsin Territory, he surveyed much of the land and registered land claims early in Milwaukee's history before the actual government land office was opened. He would be one of the top to map out Milwaukee's layout from the lakeshore outwards. He was also one of the founders and highly involved with the Milwaukee Public public High School Systems and also the Milwaukee Female Seminary. Wow. Yeah. And Lapham was also naturally curious and explorative. And, uh, and on his side, he would always work on scientific work and discoveries he published in 1836 a catalog of plants and shells that were found all around the Milwaukee area. He also published a geographical and topographical description of Wisconsin that was published in 1844, which was one of the many reasons that people settled in the Milwaukee lo- when looking for new places to call home, as they could draw up and it looked like information about the area and maybe it looked similar to their home in the old world, right? Like wow. Germany, Finland, like, hey, there's alpines here. It's cold in the wintertime. Yep. We, have we have beer. We have beer. Yes, exactly. Ladies. Perfect. Ladies,
0: beer, rock music, rock, Eagles, rock flag, eagle, over overalls. Let's just do this. I thought you were gonna say ovaries. Ovaries. What are you doing? Ovaries. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Christmas. We've got quick trips. We've got farm
1: fleets. (laughs) (laughs) Topographic maps of all the quick trips in the areas. He is also credited as drawing the first map published in, of the area, along with around 80 books in total, including the Antiquities of Wisconsin, which is a book that talked about all the drawings of the effigies and Indian mounds found throughout the state and was published in 1855. Yeah, yep. And he also published in 1867 an early conservation report called The Disastrous Effects of Destruction of Forest Trees. And the Wisconsin lumber industry was booming, causing a mass loss of vegetation and of all the old logs that have been here for hundreds of years, you know, like all the old oak groves, a lot of these trees that have been here, cedars, you know, a lot of these ones that aren't going to be here anymore. He started realizing this early on, like, we need to chill out, right? These trees have been here for a hundred years. It takes a hundred years to get that log again. Hey, let's calm
0: down. It's going to be right? yeah, exactly, and that's the thing is the the replenishment of these things uh, isn't just uh, simple. It's, yeah, it's, it's not. It's not like a pine takes time. or time.
1: It's not like a pine or silver maple where they come up quick. You know, they're softwoods. Yeah. They're not hardwoods like these Correct. oaks and stuff. So, and this report also included his observation of weather, which led him to determine that a widespread system was needed to record and observe weather in the area. And after watching and documenting weather, he realized that this meteorological data could be mapped and reported and would sometimes repeat with certain conditions or type of things they watch out for. Right. And this became known as predicting the future of weather. Right.
0: Right. He created the Doppler radar. It, it,
1: I mean, essentially, yes. <laughs> I mean, essentially, yes. Obviously, he wasn't a radar guy, but he he yeah. he could predict things based on like um, the dew points. Right. Or like the moisture Cerc- in the air. Certain, exactly. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yep. And
1: Lapham would help. In establishing the National Weather Bureau, which was a precursor to what we know today as the National Weather Service, which was actually established in the 1870s. Which is
0: also part of, like, the Weather Channel, which has awesome elevator music. Sick jazz, right? Sick jazz. Sick
1: jazz that just continues for fucking (laughs) hours. (laughs) It's just for fucking hours. And you're just going crazy like, hey, I want to see the fucking On the Sevens, but I don't want to hear this fucking (laughs) shitbag music, all right, for two hours. It's the same shit.
0: (laughs) Fuck this shit. You could put that on and, and host a fancy dinner party as long as they never see your TV.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you had a fancy dinner party that was going on in the background, you might have a few guests that might off themselves. Let's be yeah. honest. Weather on the eights,
0: They might be sleeping.
1: Weather on no dates. That's yeah. what I fucking call this, right?
0: Local on the 8s You're not getting a date.
1: You're fucked. <laughs> yeah, you're fucked. <laughs> and he has made a long-lasting impression on Wisconsin and the world and just another extraordinary person from our own backyard. But unfortunately, as we all do, we die. And on September 1875, <laughs> he died of a heart attack and is actually buried in the Forest Hill Cemetery in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And I've actually visited his grave because he's a huge influence on me. I know they have open doors in Milwaukee where you can actually go walk around that graveyard. Yeah. Where they just let anybody kind of go in there, take pictures, and yeah. to open some of the uh, mausoleums, things that you can't normally get into. And I actually visited his grave. Exuma body. And I mean, he's a huge influence on me, obviously. I mean, I love Wisconsin. I love exploring. I love science. I love museums. And this guy had a huge influence on the state before people actually did these kind of things, right? He was huge. the
0: earliest influencer.
1: And as a UW-Madison graduate, a lot of his objects are still on display in UW-Madison. And I've actually f- visited a few of these, including yeah. fossils, minerals, shells, meteorites, Indian artifacts, and relics. Any large herbarium, which is still there in the archive, has pressed pressings. And I've seen a few of these with my own eyes awesome that he did this huge huge impressive person one of those scientific explorative people in our state that made a huge contribution anyone from milwaukee so today we're recording milwaukee bucks smoking right now where would milwaukee yeah. bucks be without increase Allen lapham nowhere right? exactly so this is like a huge influence to us <laughs> i mean <laughs> nowhere they'd be fucked
0: no they wouldn't <laughs> even be around yeah i mean this is this is it's cool. uh, it, it's, it's a really cool piece of history to know uh, that there was an individual who was uh, just really, really highly skilled at uh, at, at all these different things, uh, as you mentioned. It wasn't just map making or canal drawings. Exactly. It was uh, a lot of things, and, and, and he just had that early uh, early warning system inside of his own body to be like, oh, man, we could probably do something to predict weather, or, man, we could probably... Uh, do something to you know predict in uh early use of you know resources or, or you know expiration of resources and stuff so uh just a really cool guy
1: yeah i mean like i said in the previous episode it's hard to take that ten thousand foot view but this guy has it you know he's like hey these trees are disappearing they're 100 years old it takes 100 Stop years to get this tree chill the fuck chopping out chopping them down man chill out bro hey come on chill pill man yeah exactly but no increase ellen lapham huge influence on milwaukee really impressed with the guy i love him like i said i've seen some of his collections at uw madison um just did great things for the state did great things for the world including the weather service yeah go check
0: go check it out at uh, uw madison and see if you can yeah you um, can still find some of his old pressings
1: some of these shells and stuff on display so check it out
0: all right so our music segment today uh is is kind of special Oh, yeah. uh th- these, uh, well, Sons of Leroy is uh, really a collective. Uh, the, the two main driving forces behind it are uh, uh, Adam and his dad, Scott. Uh, they have been uh, just sort of working through COVID on putting some of these things down, you know, and, and I think they'd always kind of wanted to work on some sort of music project together. And this, you know, what better time than exactly. to Heck be man. able to remotely you know, send project files back and forth and, and work uh, comfortably and safely. So uh, I have done background vocals on a lot of this stuff uh, for them and with them. So uh, when I
1: graduated with on this, song, was Shannon Holly, I exactly, knew Shannon yeah. from school. Yep. Um, obviously Adam, I remember him in high school with a Synapse Departure. I was yeah. on some bands too. You know, it was just, it's cool. I mean, yeah. I'm glad he's continuing on with the music career, and I love this stuff.
0: Yeah, and and, and honestly, you know they've got uh, another person involved from the UK, uh, Annie. She's a, a bass player that has been on, I think, almost every single track. Uh, it's just really cool to see the the evolution of uh, musical projects and just how much can get done uh, face without being ever face to face. Yeah, is it's is so incredible. Cool. And uh, Adam's dad Scott is uh, just one of the greatest all time musicians I have heard. Uh, the The addition of his um, his pieces, the the little runs that he does on guitar and stuff, just make the track a completely different experience. So. Uh, we chose ode to the gun draw is the song and uh uh, it's an absolute awesome piece i um yeah so i do some background vocal on this one and uh it's absolutely amazing i absolutely love it uh go check them out i know they have a facebook and an instagram sons of leroy uh enjoy ode to the gun draw
2: Of a gun take ten paces back and spin it around we're just getting started So I think that we are good Shooting a best friend just like I should So we swing it around next to my right
0: again. That was uh, Sons of Leroy, and the song was Ode to the Gundra. I hope you all enjoyed uh, hearing my little cameo appearance in the song this week. That was sweet. Um, It's an absolute riot to to be involved in any musical project whatsoever, uh, especially when it is with friends. So uh, uh, go and check them out. Like I said, they have a Facebook and an Instagram, Sons of Leroy. Uh, You will not be disappointed. All of the songs are absolutely awesome. Uh, We have a beverage review today, and uh, we know a little thing or two about this. Uh, The beer itself is called the Bray Road Beast, and it is the Beast of Bray Road Amber Ale.
1: Yeah, so this one's coming in from Second Salem, and uh, obviously we just have a growler on this one, and the growler's cool itself. It actually has, like, witches kind of dancing around, kind of has that green, blue, and white look to it. Really cool. The beer's really good. Obviously, with an amber, you're gonna get an amber color, right? It's gonna be like a a medium brown colored,
0: very sexy,
1: kind of kind of fall tasting. Mm -hmm. And obviously, we grew up in Elkhorn when the Bray Road Beast was going on, right? So we are gonna have a Halloween special. We have a lot of friends that said they've seen the Bray Road Beast. Yeah, guys, I'm not making fun of you. I've never seen the Bray Road Beast. I live pretty much pretty fucking close there.
0: gonna be honest with you. So a lot of weirdos out there.
1: See a lot of freaky folks. Yeah. To be honest. So, this amber ale is a coming in at 6.66% EBV, if you can believe it. It actually is. And um, the IBUs are 47, which are like not that bitter, but a little bit of bitterness. You're not yeah. in the IPA range. You're getting a very good front body like a multi that maltiness is coming through like very heavy kind of that fall flavor sure that i always consider with the ambers you're getting that fall that baki flavor kind of a little bit yeah it's really good you're getting some of that like spicy notes from some of the hops maybe a little herbalness what about you eric what are you getting
0: same i mean it's uh, uh it's honestly just a Uh, uh, a classic Amber with uh, maybe just like a little bit of a darker vibe to it. I mean, I enjoy it though. It's, uh, it's, it's good. Uh, I mean, the thing that takes me back though is uh, just the fact that in Elkhorn, this is something that you learn about as a child as sort of that legendary folk tale of, uh, of the Bray Road beast. And, you're so scared for your first time to travel down that fucking <laughs> yeah, road, yeah. and uh, then you realize that it's just a fucking windy road that is long and it and. There's nothing there. And shout um, out,
1: shout out to the Smaji Bros who actually lived on Bray Road. Yeah, you know the yeah. the dirt biking bros that are just phenomenal. but on America's Got Talent. I mean, yeah, I knew him before that skateboarding and like dirt biking in the right. area. I knew them from that. But you know what? We don't have a bottle, but they do have artwork for this beer, right? And Eric, can you explain this badass freaking
0: art piece? Yeah, that basically looks like me when I get up in the morning. It's a. 400 pound hairy biped uh so that's me um really weirded out that they uh characterized me so well but uh uh, so it's essentially just a uh a werewolf creature that isn't on it four legs it's on two and it is it's like howling up in you know at the moon uh, very cool it's just um, great graphics right I it mean, really is and we
1: did that we did that episode last uh, Halloween about Second Salem and this year yeah. we're planning on doing a Bray Road Beast episode correct yeah. I mean this is gonna be a lot of Patreon extras because I have so many people to interview for this that's why I've been dreading doing it yeah I mean I know so many people have seen this thing and they have stories to tell So we're gonna do that. There's gonna be a lot of content there. I mean, we're gonna probably make it a little generic. Maybe have one interview at the end. But if you want to hear more, we have so many Bray Road Beast stories coming from Elkhorn. Yeah, I can't even tell you how many. We'll have to make
0: sure that you know scheduling works out with everybody. But again, there will be some additional content that kind of flows along. Exactly. Potentially after the episode, you you know, it may not come out at the same time. Um, But I mean, the the story of the Bray Road Beast uh the the beer it just sort of all matches well uh and and we have have absolutely loved everything that second salem has has done uh we interviewed them oh my um, god that was an awesome interview yeah those are great and, and their it- their beers are just uh fun because the the names and the naming conventions and the stories behind them and then the graphic art that comes with it uh it's all just a it's a cool story and it uh uh, I just I love everything that they've done.
1: I love I love the location too because it's kind of like right when you get into downtown Whitewater, right yeah. their location. And um, one of my cousins went to UW, uh, Whitewater, so I I was always there. And it was nice to just go have a couple of brews, pass out at his dorm, which was nice back then. It was probably two thousand nine, two thousand ten. I had a fake ID, by the way. Oh yeah. Uh, my my parents knew somebody who looked kind of like me, um, and so we got a fake ID so yeah. I could drink a little younger. Hey. <laughs> Hey, is what it is, I didn't is, right? need an
0: ID to do that. I just, you know, walked right in. You had in a sick just, beard, though. I, I didn't. Have,
1: you know what I mean? You had, a, you had a beard when you were pretty young. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't have a beard probably till I was about in my mid-20s. Yeah. I think when my beard started coming in full. So, yeah, is what it is. I mean, it's just genetics, baby. I yeah. Uh,
0: and, and Whitewater's great for that. Uh, really cool area. Uh, good school, uh, you know, but you're definitely going to learn how to drink.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, what do you got? Mitchell's, <laughs> Pumpers. Yeah. Like, you got all those down there. You oh, know, yeah. There's, a, there's yeah. a lot of drinking College places. Pub. Oh, yeah. We've drank at a lot of those, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. What, what the was the other rail. one? Coyote?
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Coyote Grill, uh, another great one.
1: <laughs> we sip some liquor down there. Let's just be honest. Oh, but yeah. Again, that was Second Salem, Bray Beast Amber Ale. Go and check it out. Go in there and get a growler. Are they? They are not producing bottles currently, right? I just saw I don't the think art. So. We just saw the art at the place. We took a picture of it. Yeah. That's what we were talking about on the show here. But go and check them out. Second Salem, Whitewater, Wisconsin. Great beer, great brewery, good people. Check it out.
2: Grab a seat, gather around, join us for a chat. How many logos you ask?
1: Alright folks, you know what that means uh, We got a good one today, Eric, are you ready for this? It's yeah. pretty crazy
0: So uh, I have never really been one to be uh, very physical with my road rage um, I typically will just uh, be just verbally abuse uh, with my windows rolled up And, and I, I don't even get physical enough to smash my wheel or anything But we have an incident here where road rage uh, is suspected to be the main cause here. Jesus. Other, I mean, other than drinking, but 80. so uh, <laughs> this is Madison, Wisconsin. Uh suspected road rage in- incident on Madison's near east side early Tuesday morning led to both drivers being arrested on O.W.I. allegations after uh, the stopped. The, or after they stopped to meet officers at a police substation, that's kind of weird yeah yeah exactly let's read more here That's the (laughs) huge according yeah yeah, totally go closer to the cops you fucking idiots Uh, according to the madison police department officers were alerted to a road rage situation shortly before 3 a.m oh wow shortly before 3 a.m what happened shortly before 3 a.m the bars closed yeah uh, and the uh, caller told police they would come to the department's north district station. Um, the department's initial report did not indicate the nature of the dispute. Hmm. Uh, after both drivers arrived in the station's parking lot in the 2000 block of Londonbury Drive, officers met them and reported detecting signs Jesus, of what impairment. what a bunch of fucking idiots. Yeah. And uh, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Um... Both women, Gee, are you serious? Holy shit! This this thing is gonna be freaking testosterone dudes. I I can believe it though. Both women were then arrested for operating a motor vehicle while intoxicated, and both taken to the Dane County Jail. Um, We have uh, one woman is thirty two. Uh, She was booked for operating while intoxicated, possession of narcotics, bail jumping, possession of THC, and possession of other drug paraphernalia. Well, the other individual who we don't have an age for faces a count of operating while intoxicated, and that's a fifth offense for that individual. So Gripes. we have uh, one person who has a, a whole laundry list of fucking problems, and then we have the other one who's just so, done uh, the drinking and driving thing so, far too many so times. So
1: can we, can we just take this right off? The person with the friggin' 25 charges, that's the one that probably started, right? They're on narcotics and all kinds of shit. Right. This, that's the person that started, right? They were
0: ready to rip the fucking steering wheel yes. off the column.
1: The other person was just dumb enough to go to the police office. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like just dumb enough to be like, Oh, Hey, there's been a problem here. So I'm coming down to report it. And then they're yeah. drunk on top of
0: it. Jesus. And, and so I guess my question for you is how do you want to handle this moving forward? So, do you want to do uh, a combined?
1: They're, they're both, they're both stupid. I think, I think they're pretty close to similar, right? Let's do the combined, like just together. Like, what do you think average between those two? So we got the one woman, uh, you know, she's a little younger, um, just dumb, right? She's she's yeah. thirty two years old, right? She's she's just dumb. She has a lot of other charges going on, some drug addiction problems as well on top of everything else. <laughs> yeah. Then you got somebody who's a veteran drinker. We don't have an age on her, but she also has f- five other offenses, right? She's she's done the number single. She has this is number five. So she's yeah. she's a veteran drinking. These they both have problems,
0: right? I mean, it's
1: I think it's gonna be pretty close to similar. So we'll just go with both of them. Yeah. And average those two out. And
0: I already have what I. Would consider my guess. Uh, I mean,
1: they're women, right? They're in, and I'm not trying to make that any judgment, right? Like they're women the are going to have like a lesser, lesser tolerance. Yes. And I think I have my number here in the, the fact that they went to the police station while they were still drunk. Screw that. I would hide out. Right. And get sobered yeah. up before I went to the police station. Right. Yeah. I mean, just in all honesty. Yeah,
0: I mean, that would be the uh, the the sober headed thinking thing oh, to do.
1: Yeah, I'll come down in a little bit, right, and just stay home and take a cold shower, chill off for a little bit, of sleep, and then head down there when you're just sobered up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, so, the the drunk brain took over for both of these women, and they are now in some pretty deep shit. Yeah. So. so fuck. Why don't we decide where we're at? and deliver our number i got my number you, I, you think you got i got you, my number
1: i hate to say it because it, you know it's it's not that 16 level but it's close i mean it's it's yeah, for I was me, it's 12. 12 yeah i was 12 too on this one this is a standard 12 i mean
0: yeah
1: the fact that they went to the police station though, no, like please if if you're doing something dumb and you're fighting with something and somebody in traffic just don't go to the police station while you're still drunk
0: see now you're 12 though that's six each
1: yeah. Because that's where I was. That might be a 20 for me. Like, I'm stupid at that point. Like, you're just like, I'm so mad at this girl. I'm going to head down to the police station and get rearrested. Yeah. G- great thought process here. Right, Cindy? Yeah. Like, just chill out. I don't. That's not a real name, by the way. I'm just making no. it up here.
0: But, you so. know, the, the thing that makes me um um consider that this is only a six per driver is, I mean, they were both coherent enough to do all of this stuff.
1: Yeah right that's Like they the weren't thing. fucking blacked they hated, they out They like, hated each other that much Where they're like let's go to police station settle this once and for all
0: Yeah That's just, that's why I consider this It's a 12 combined But I believe it's going to be 6 each And That's that, kind of what, what, what I was truly at to. That's where I went to here. They had one can each And then they additionally had a half can
1: Yeah just to kind of get um, them over the edge here Which
0: might even be just a little much But I think it's probably the closest number we're going to get
1: Okay let's go 12 local combined all right, today we're here with Tim from Montello Brewing Company. Tim, how are you doing?
3: Doing really good. How are you guys?
1: Doing good. Doing good. Great. Can you give us a little background on the Montello Brewing Company and just like how you guys got your start and a little bit of history?
3: Sure thing. So um, I have a good friend. And so so you know we're uh, you're your, your classic uh, Illinois people who have a we have a cabin up in Wisconsin and um, and ours happens to be in uh, in Montello. Actually, so my wife's family's had a cabin up there for like 40 years. And so uh, one of the local watering holes in town, I've been talking to him for a long time about starting a, a microbrewery. And the guy took me up on it. And uh, about three years ago, we decided to give it a shot. That's so cool.
1: I know a lot of our listeners from the like, Montello area, central Wisconsin, kind of. And we love the brewery. We love the beers. We love everything you guys stand for. Um, can you give us some beers that we need to look out for that are coming out recently?
3: Yeah, so... what, what our best two beers are our porter and our blonde ale. So those were the first two beers we learned how to brew about three years ago, during, during, like during the winter season when we first got started brewing. Um, and then we've expanded it beyond that. We have about ten different brews now. But the porter and the porter and the blonde ale, in my mind, are still our best.
1: Awesome. And yeah, can you tell us? I know with COVID things have kind of been changing. Um, is there any events you recommend us go and check out?
3: We don't have any events over right now, uh, other than like what kind of goes on in Montello. Um, but uh, we are planning, uh, we are organizing Oktoberfest this year. So awesome. last year we made our we made our first Oktoberfest, and it was it was really good, and we really enjoyed it. And so this year we're gonna we're gonna try to get an Oktoberfest event going, you know, late late September. Um, awesome. around the group.
1: We can't wait to check that out. That sounds awesome. We're always looking for like a new Oktoberfest, so that's really great. And uh, Tim, before we let you go. So you said you're uh, south of the border there, eh, but uh, we're going to ask you a few questions to find out how Wisconsin are you, Tim. Are you ready to do this?
3: I am. I can give it a shot.
1: All right. Sounds good, Tim. So the first one we got, um, Quick Trip. Do you have a Quick Trip Rewards membership card?
3: I do have a Quick Trip Rewards membership card.
1: Oh, my God. Awesome. Awesome. Tim, that's great to know you're south of the border and you still have a Quick Trip Rewards member.
3: I
0: mean, it's it's a, it's a
3: survivalist, uh, survivalist <laughs> necessity. Yeah.
0: Absolutely.
1: Tim, we're giving you a knuckle over the phone right now. You can't yeah. see it, but we're giving you a knuckle. Um, I can feel it. <laughs> all right. Um, so uh, the next one I have for you, uh, beer brats. Is there a Montello beer we could try to uh, make beer brats with that you'd recommend?
3: Ooh, that's a tough one. So, so uh, are we talking like parboiled brat? Yeah, beer? yes, correct. Yeah. So, I would go with our Pilsner. A Pilsner? Uh, we've, got a, we've got a Czech Pilsner. Czech that's, Pilsner. That's, that's nails, and I would also use it to uh, parboil the brats. I'd highly recommend it.
1: Perfect. And I was going to ask, too, so somebody south of the border, have you been to Summerfest, and uh, do you have a favorite band you've seen there?
3: Um... I have I have been to Summerfest, but in full disclosure, it was a very long time ago. It probably probably early two thousands was the last time I made it to Summerfest. Um, and Pearl Jam would have to be the uh, med- oh, oh nice
0: PJ.
1: Oh, I love Pearl Jam. Heck yeah! Any better? Heck yeah! All right. So, Tim, I was going to ask you, too, the next question I got, um, what do you consider to be up north Wisconsin? I know this is a great question. I I, I come from Beloit, Elkhorn area, so we're really close to the border. But what do you consider to be up north Wisconsin?
3: Yeah, for me, up north has got to be like I'm a little biased here, but for me, up north has to be like uh, about a, at least uh, 45 minutes an hour north of Madison.
1: Yeah, and that's not that bad. Actually, I was kind of in the same boat when I grew up because we never went that far north. Yeah, because that's like the dells, Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. And so the next question I got for you, um, a supper club. Have you ever been to one, and do you have a favorite?
3: Well, yeah, I've, I've been to quite a few. I consider myself a supper club aficionado. Nice. Um, it's one of the things, uh, one, of the things that, one of the greatest things about Wisconsin is the supper club. Um, there are a number of them around Montello. Uh there used to be one in right in downtown Montello called Granite Falls. Uh that's uh since changed hands and they're like redoing it. So we're like really anxious next summer to see them. Uh there's and then there's a couple uh, there's a couple down the road, but I'd have to say one of my favorites is the Hobnob over in that. Uh, Kenosha. Yeah.
1: That's like the, oh yeah. man, I love that one. That one's that's top a great notch. that's a top notch oh that's really that good. One, yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So uh, next one I got for you: Have you ever tailgated at a Brewers, Packers, or Badgers game? And this one's going to be interesting. So,
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, I have tailgated at all three. Jeez, oh, the I'm trifecta! Really, I'm am trying I'm trying to start to some Wisconsin <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah. All right. So <laughs> let me break it down for you. So so uh, my uncle played for the Green Bay Packers. Oh wow! Uh, no in, way! Back in the Lombardi days. So. Yeah. Um, huge Packer fan. Uh, go up there all the time with my buddies, and, and we, we we tailgate up there probably probably at least two games a year. Like maybe one preseason, one regular season, and you know, maybe maybe and, and a hook, right? So um, my other my the same buddy who who has the uh, the season tickets to the Packers, which is a kind of funny story because he has it like through uh, like his sister's ex. Father-in-law or something like a classic, classic like Green Bay Wisconsin story about how yeah. he's got the seats. Um, <laughs> but this that same guy had a had a buddy who used to take a, a, a group of kids from elementary school. You know, it, you know, those book sales like you know, sell books. Yeah, and you yep. and you win. You like you win a trip to a Brewers game. So I mean, we used to go every time he did that every year. So I tailgated for the Brewers game, and then uh, tailgated for uh, for a couple of Badger games uh, with some friends who uh who know how to do it right. I'm a I I i went to Michigan State, so um oh, spent yeah, about hey. four or five of those games.
1: Th- that's awesome. Actually, you yeah know, those are really always cool. fun games. They sure. are they are really fun games. And then uh so the last one we got for you before we let you go today and let you get on your way, um besides obviously Montello Brewing Company, is there a brewery uh brewery tour um within the United States or without, you know, in any other country that you recommend our listeners go and check out? I know I've been to quite a few in other countries here in the States. We'd like to hear your opinion.
3: Wow. That's really, that's really a tough one. And I'm just, I'm just going to, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a ton of them, man. Like, like, um, you know, I really like Bell's, uh, in in Michigan. They, they, they do a really good job. I actually like, you know, it's small, it's small, but I love what, uh, Oso Brewery does. Nice. Oh yeah. I love Oso. Yeah, those guys are doing. You know, so uh, real quick on on our beers, like like I mentioned, our, our porter, our blonde, we got a really good pilsner, and we got a good wheat. We're we're not when like, we have an IPA and we have an APA, but we're we're not like super hoppy, right? Like like super hoppy, in the face IPA, and we, we don't have any. We're not into the hazies yet, and we're not into the sours yet, right? Like, so like sometimes I look at I look at the what what Oso is doing, and they got a lot of really interesting hazy IPAs and some interesting fruit sours. and That stuff we just haven't we haven't cracked into that yet. We're we're, uh, we're you know we're still building our, our repertoire, if you will. Um, so I really I really like Oso up there, and then um, and then um, I would say you know look I two years ago I went to Oktoberfest, the Oktoberfest in Munich, and this some of the, some of the, if you go a little bit early some of the some of the tours you can take of uh, like Paul liner and friends of Canada are, are just awesome you, know, you just see like where it's been made for hundreds of years that way. right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. When, when it comes to Germany, uh, I've been there one time in my life and I got cut off at a bar being American. They said no more beer for you. And I was like, okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I told way to re- them, way to represent. Way I know. To represent. I told them I was from Wisconsin. You know?
1: They're like, no more. I'm like, Okay, that makes sense. So, but no, Tim, thank you so much. Um, obviously, a lot of our listeners are from the Montello, uh, Central Wisconsin area. So we're so glad to have you on. I've been there multiple times. You're always my stop on the way up north. Um, I really it. appreciate it, and I love everything you guys are doing. But please keep doing what you're doing. And Tim, thank you so much for your time on this Sunday.
3: Sure thing. I'll say before I leave, have you have you been by? Have you have you tried our beer?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Heck yeah. Do you,
3: do you have a favorite? Um,
1: I really love, so me, I'm a pretty generic person. I like the Blondale, obviously you said already.
3: Um,
1: oh my God. It's so good. It's just like well-balanced, um, has a good hop quality to it. It's not overly bitter, but it has like just, you you know, you guys hit the Blondale. When I think of Blondale, it's not overly malty. It's not overly hoppy. It's kind of like right in the central there. I, I love it I love everything he used to do And um, I'm really proud of Like you guys are in our state Honestly And I, I love what you guys are doing
3: Love it man Hey I appreciate it And you know We're gonna we're gonna keep We're gonna keep building And uh, keep keep uh, working locally Right Because everything we are Is all the names of our beers And you know they're all, They all tie into the local history And stuff And so hopefully that's something Everybody everybody digs And uh, I really appreciate the support And the chance to talk to you guys today
1: Yeah and Eric You had a favorite Didn't you That you wanted to talk about real quick
0: um, I've had a, a couple. Um, I I had, I I guess I did have the, the chance to to try the old fifty eight, um, which was really good. It's like a black um, Irish like, ale. Yeah, that one's a great. I'm not black Irish. Yeah, I'm not super into uh like the darker roasted malt kind of flavors, but uh that one in particular, I just I really liked. And then uh, for it to be named after you know Dan Curry, oh, uh, a yeah. legendary packer, oh, you know that's, sure. that's yeah. amazing.
3: <laughs> awesome. Yeah, little, little background on Old Fifty Eight. Old Fifty Eight was uh, originally a, a mis- like a mistake. We um, we went to this is when we were just getting started, and we had the Blondale and we had the Porter, and uh, we went to make the Porter and realized we didn't have all the grains and uh, in and in all of the right hops.
2: Oh and wow! So,
3: but you know we were like, you know we were like an hour and a half, two hours into the. Into the brew day, right? So we're like, well, let's just see what see what happens. Like, let's re- let's record what we're doing. Let's see what happens. And if it doesn't turn out good, we'll chalk it up to you know research and development. And it came out yeah. came out tasting pretty good. And then we're like, all right, that's good. Let's see if we can recreate it, right? Like, just, <laughs> you know, because we were just kind of improvising. And then now it's like that is absolutely one of our most popular beers. People love that. It's yeah. Like, it's 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 a dark Irish ale uh as it turns out right we've, we've we've made some tweaks to it but yeah it's it's a really popular beer and not just because it's named after you know my uncle but it's, it's you know, that's cool factor, but it's actually yeah yeah that's awesome to hear
1: but tim thank you so much for your time um we hope you enjoy the rest of your sunday and uh, we can't wait to come up and see you hopefully we can get a little brewery tour next time we're up there we'll bring you some uh beer koozies and uh yeah keep doing what you're doing
3: Anytime, guys. Just let me know. Thanks for having me on. I, I really appreciate your podcast too. I've been, I've been listening to it quite a bit. So uh, awesome. keep up the good work, and uh, hopefully, we'll see you guys sometime soon. All, All right, right, sounds right. good, Thank Tim. You so you take it easy.
0: Go pack. Go. Cheers, guys. Go All
3: pack. Go. All
0: right, bye. All right. So before we uh, end the show today, we'd really like to take the opportunity to uh, share with y'all a uh, an Apple Podcast review that we received. This was pretty cool. Yeah, five stars. Uh, And the review was left by the username Scotty Mayno, and uh, the uh, title is Love Some Cheeseheads. The uh, review reads, this is the ultimate Wisconsin podcast. Anything you want to know about Wisconsin, they will cover here. Both hosts are having a blast, and they bring you into the fun. Though uh, Those I definitely didn't know about, the ice cream wars, uh, or... So they're saying that they didn't understand or or know about the the ice Ice cream Cream wars Wars before. uh, And uh, I highly recommend this podcast.
1: Awesome. Scotty Manol. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. It's super cool. And like we said before, like we have, we have, we have mostly five star reviews, but we have a couple, a one and a two. But if you guys have a negative review, good review, positive review, whatever review, just let us know, like send us a comment too. So we can make the podcast a better place for everyone. You know, that's what we're trying to do here. You know, we're trying to make it all things Wisconsin, not only history, we have the music. We've got the interviews. We've got some funny articles whatever whatever you can think of we're just trying to make it a great podcast for everybody just you know get some entertainment when you're having that shitty Sunday and you just need somebody to cheer you up. So what we're trying to do here yeah. you know
0: and honestly we can't learn and grow uh, without uh, your assistance as well positive so, negative baby uh, please reach out.